Christmas, happy holidays, happy Annika. This is our Christmas special for the Empty Space Podcast. This one goes really deep. I hope you guys enjoy it. Look at oh. me. Yeah, very festive, buddy. Ha <laughs> I had to go get it. Is that a Grinch hat you got on? Yeah, oh. look at that. Oh, wow. Very yeah. festive. Ready for Christmas, eh? Yeah, I'll probably take it off in like five minutes because it's so. Uh, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be freaking hot. toasty in here, bud. But ho 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 <laughs> ho, 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 ho baby ho, ho ho! It's the Christmas special. Santa Claus is coming, baby. Mm-hmm. Coming mm-hmm. down my chimney. Mm-hmm. Don't bring me coal. I hope he's wearing a mask. I- <laughs> Social distance, Santa. You think they'll come out with like children books where like the Christmas, like everyone's just wearing a mask, same with Santa Claus? Oh, sure. Since whenever. This is apparently the new normal, allegedly. Right? Dude, my mom watches um General oh, Hospital and all those uh, stupid, like dumb shows. Yeah. And um they're doing like COVID ones where like they're always wearing masks and shit. Oh my fuck. I'm like, damn, God. they already started. She's like, Yeah, this came out like two months ago. I was like, holy hell, that was fuck's sake anyway enough of that talk no, whatever happy holidays everybody yeah happy merry holidays christmas. everyone merry christmas merry christmas happy hanukkah <laughs> happy hanukkah absolutely this is the christmas special yeah we're gonna come to your house and start singing carols yeah we're only singing everywhere i go by hollywood undead yeah, oh, i don't, <laughs> I don't even think i know the lyrics what? by that we're gonna Everywhere well, I go, people always know. Charlie's singing. Yeah, we can. I mean, yeah, we'll just sing the basics. Yeah, I that's mean, fine. Like yeah, this song. We'll ready? Just... We rehearsed for this. Ready? A yeah. One, a two. A one, two, one, three, two, four, three. Jingle four, bells all the way, hanging out. Jingle bells. Oh, yeah, Batman smells. Robin. Laid neck. Everybody um, has to smell me sometimes. Yeah, baby. Merry Christmas. Um. So on that note. Girls, girls, girls. Girls. <laughs> Girls, girls. <laughs> oh shit hey guys do we have a special one for you is that right batch we do this one's probably gonna get pretty um pretty deep yeah uh, i would say uh no <laughs> merry christmas <laughs> merry, okay think about this podcast as being you know happy merry christmas but also think of it as a special opening to our heart and our brain because today we're getting into our top five songs ever that mean the most to us right that just mean the absolute most to us and so that's that's pretty deep so uh, it's gonna get deep sure there's gonna be some stories and yeah it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a intense, fucking good one dude but it's gonna be great yeah so today we got the top five most meaningful songs ever to us we're gonna have five songs that we pick and then we're gonna have a couple honorable mentions i mean we could go on for hours about songs that have made such an impact on our lives but we picked five that we thought were very close to us so right all right my man well batchy mcbatcherson steven mcstevenson 
Dottie McConsuela. Yeah. I said both of us. Oh, we should tell that story about how Dot and Consuela. Well, I call Batch <laughs> Dot. And I call Steve and Consuela. Don't know why. <laughs> uh, when did that? That started just one random night after hockey, and we were chilling, eating chicken broccoli ziti. I'm sure it was chicken broccoli ziti or chicken ziti broccoli. Like, Whatever. However you um, call it. Chicken pot and pie. What did, what did you, like, did you start it? Did oh. you? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yo, I remember. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. All right. I was on the computer going on Plenty of Fish to make an account. account. Uh, account. And, <laughs> and this is brought to you by WBRZ. What? We hate women. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> there, go <all> the <laughs> there goes all six of them. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we gained six? I thought we lost uh, them all. Okay. Probably. So, I was on the computer. And I was on Plenty of Fish, the dating website. And I yeah. remember I was trying to write like .com. And I just said dot out loud. And you were just, you were just like, yes. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what <laughs> yeah, happened. Yeah. And you were just like, yes. And I was like, why did you just answer to me saying that? <laughs> and um, Oh, yeah. You were like dot. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, that was it. There's really yeah. no And then I just story. started calling you Consuela. Just out of, out yeah, you of, went home and oh, then you. No, no, no. I just came on off the rip. No, you like. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you just said dot, and I just responded with Consuela. Consuela, and then later that night, you sent me the picture of the um, yeah, the from maid family, from guy. family Guy. No, that's... no, no, Superman, no here. <laughs> that was actually really good, dude. We need more Windex. I can't use store brand. We need Windex. Why can't you just use the store brand? Red leaf streak. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, anyways, so, sides- you hear us call each other Dot and Consuela, and now you kind of know why, even though you still don't know why. We this don't even know why. No, nah, I really don't know why. We're idiots. Whatever. <laughs> it, can, it can be told. This is the story. Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> Top five, baby. Top five, man. You ready to get Top heavy? I, man, you know, so when I was looking up the songs, and like I was, uh, like, I was convinced about the songs that I already had, and yeah. then I remembered some I had to throw in. And then yeah. I started listening to it again. I was oh, just I made like, that Batch, mistake too. Batch, I started getting choked up already. I was like, I'm, yeah, same, <laughs> man. I'm like, how am I going to talk about this one right on here? Like, some of them aren't bad. Some of them are bad. Not, but, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to talk about one of them. I think you know what one. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. I don't know how that's going to go. But we'll, sure, yeah. whatever. Fuck it. That's what we're here for. So We are here, and we're ready to get into it. All right. You want to start today? Or do you want you start yeah, today? I yeah, started yeah, the last one. So the top uh, five most meaningful songs. Batchy, start us off. Uh, number five for me is Daylily by Movements. This song just fucking gets it, man. Like, I mean, we kind of went over it already, how great of a song it is and how deep the lyrics are. And I mean, this song has pulled me out of depression a few times. Um, it's just, it's just the probably the best movement song in my opinion, and uh, it definitely means a lot to me. Um, I mean, just the when he keeps saying you'll be just fine, um, and then you know I've been outside for the first time in a long time. Outside for the first time in a long time Lose your 
And I think we talked about um, what that means. Like, it doesn't mean, like, actually going outside. Like, if that makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. Um, it's like going out as yourself again for, like, the first time in a long time. And, like, a hat, like you, can't rem- you said you can't remember what it's like to feel more than cold on the inside. But the sunrise will come again and you'll be just fine. Like that, just that, just that lyric, um, really kind of pulled me out of some shit a few times. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I was depressed for months or it could have just been like two days a week, but that song and that lyric, um, just pulled me out of it. So, and it continues to do so. Like, even if I'm having a shitty day and I put on Daylily and it, it just helps. Yeah, number five, Daylily by Movements. I love that song. That was, again, I know, I know we talked about Movements before, but that was that was my number, that was my first song I listened to by them. And that was like, yeah, probably my favorite song too. And definitely agree with those lyrics, man. Those are very strong, strong lyrics. Um, and they can mean a million different things. And that's just the power of like, all these lyrics can for everybody they're interpreted to how they you know perceive them and it's 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 cool man i'm and i'm glad that that song i mean when did you when did you hear about that song um probably right before right when the, when the um when the proper dose tour was announced okay and i, I like i heard of movements like i'd seen like you know what i mean i knew who i knew they existed yeah and I was like, oh, I should probably listen to them, see what they're all about. And um, at the time, I was kind of going through a lot of shit. I mean, you know that when when Proper Dose came out, I was not in a good place. Um, but we're not going to get into the details of that shit show. Um, but yeah, man, I listened to Daylily, and it definitely helped me. Um, feel better about the situation that I was in um, along with proper dose, obviously, but yeah, daily just kind of um, changed the game in terms of like where I was at, like depression wise and anxiety and everything else. Cause I just, you know, I was <laughs> um, going through a lot of shit, man. Um, and you know that, you know, yeah, you know, the dirty details of what the fuck was going on and where, like, I, uh, you know, long story short, I didn't want to be alive anymore. Um, there was a lot of shit that just wasn't lining up, wasn't going, wasn't going good. And, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, proper dose I don't think Proper Dose had come out yet, um, but the the singles no, they came were out. out. Yeah, the singles, I was going to say, were probably out at this point. Yeah, and then I think they had announced the tour before the album came out, and um, I had seen, I was like, oh, I'll give Movements a shot, we'll see whatever, and um, Daylily was the first, obviously, because it's like their most popular song, and um, I actually like just sat and like listened to it like three or four times just in a row just like picked apart the lyrics and even looked up the lyrics on Google and 
you know, it just really resonated with me and um, kind of made me feel like every, like, you know, I'll be just fine. Um, and like, you know, think it was time I had a pink cloud summer. <laughs> well, that's like the third time you use that reference and i hope people catch on to that because that's such a beautiful one it is man you know i think it's time you had a pink cloud summer because you've yeah. been gone too long without a smile i think it's time you found another reason to stay for a while you should stay for a while that was another one that like i was like yeah you know what maybe i fucking fucking will stay for a little while fuck it take my coat off you know stay a while fuck it (laughs) and your jacket off bud i want you to come on over yeah fucking right buddy so yeah man yeah that song really fucking that song and that band really mean a lot to me personally sweet man hell yeah i'm glad you found that dude i'm glad you found found that through all the other music and the story so far and like dude yeah that's sick man it's so it's crazy too and that's like that's not a song. That song was like is is fairly new compared to like when you found it to like I mean, yeah. You could have said something when you were like 14 and I mean, I know I know at some point you will, but what I'm saying is like you found that song fairly new compared to all the other bands and music that you've been listening to your life. For you to say that's in your top 5, that's pretty strong. So that's cool, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yep. All right. All right, handsome. You oh, you you know how to tickle me. So. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Arriba. I totally have a girlfriend. So Feliz Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Steven here. He's going to go into his. Who's Steve? Uh, Steve? Whoa. Hey. <laughs> Who is Steven? You in the wrong room? Should we talk about Steven for a second? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people are going to get so confused oh about God. that whole thing. Like, wait, okay. what? All, All right. right. Go ahead. Number five. Steven's number five. <laughs> all right guys who cares fast forward through this all right i'm, <laughs> I'm go just kidding please don't no i don't wanna... yeah these bands and these songs so are so meaningful so my number yeah. five is going to be kind of a surprise for a lot of pop punkers out there um yeah. i'm gonna go with my one of my favorite bands ever is black flag um and the song i'm picking is rise above oh uh, my god such a good song this song, it's a good band too, dude. dude. Give a little background on Black on, Flag. Yo, Black Flag. Yo, mm, 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 mm. a legit punk band, like okay, guys. Punk boys what, and girls. Me growing up, I grew into this phase. Not even a phase, dude. How would I say that? I grew up as a punk rocker. I wasn't even a punk lifestyle, punk. dude. My whole life was dedicated to punk. I wanted to be hardcore punk. Like you got the Circle Jerks, Bad Brains, Suicidal uh, no tendencies. FX, Suicidal Tendencies, Suicide Machines, dude. I loved punk music. Operation Ivy. Yeah, OPIV, MXPX. Like, I just went into all this stuff. Like, I just love hardcore punk music. And Black Flag and Henry Rollins got me into it. And I know he wasn't the original lead singer, but he is pretty much the iconic lead singer of Black Flag. And Black Flag came out with this album called Damage back in December 15th in 1981, dude. So Early 80s punk rock. And this was not even rock, dude, just punk. It was just punk. Dude, yeah, just basement shows in New York, fucking mm-hmm. just the yep. best shit you'll ever listen to. Hardcore screaming in your face. This is the stuff that helped me get through so much like shit in my life. I started listening to these guys in, I remember seventh grade, I got into Black Flag through Henry Rollins because, um, 
I remember watching like Mike V, uh, Mike Vallelli, the professional skateboarder who I also idolized and looked up to as like ever since I was a young kid because I love skateboarding. Um, yep. He was always into Black Flag. And I got to Henry Rollins through all that and found out that this dude was just smashing his head, cutting up his stomach, just like doing this gnarly shit, almost kind of like a Gigi Allen dude without the rapey crazy shit because like that <laughs> dude's a piece of shit, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, background on Black Flag. Uh, point blank being here is just a really good hardcore punk band um and henry rollins the lead singer and this album damage really helped me get through a lot but more importantly the song rise above is the song that helped me get through a lot of the bullying that happened in high school um i was bullied very 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 much in high school um a little bit in middle school in eighth grade but i stood up for myself throughout the whole time but i was always known as like part of like the goth punk gang we all dressed in black we wore band shirts i mean i still have my rancid shirt from fucking when i was in middle school dude um it was just like it was just a tough time for me to get through and i had this angsty punk music just screaming in my face because the song rise above was just like the beat is just so like rise above you gotta rise above you gotta rise above yeah, dude. jealous cowards rise above rise above rise above we're gonna rise above what we say rise above we're gonna rise above so like the whole song is just basically right it's self-explanatory just rise above just always rise above no matter what's going on rise above um it's just, I don't know, something just clicked in and it just, it, it made me feel like I wasn't alone in that. Like, fuck these bullies, fuck everybody. No matter what the situation is, I'm going to rise above. And I grew up as like a straight edge kid. Like I didn't drink or smoke once I got into like high school. And I just remember being like, I'm going to rise above it. I'm going to rise above these bullies, like trying to pick a fight me. I'm going to rise above my friends that, you know, you know, are being assholes. But more importantly, it was mainly the bullies that this hit me with. And, um, one of the choruses, we are tired of your abuse. Try to stop us. It's no use. I mean, that's it. It's simple. Fuck yeah, dude. We are tired of your abuse. Try dude. to stop oh us. It's no use. Like, rise above. Yeah. You gotta rise above. And then the first verse that Orange opens is jealousy, cowards, try to control. Rise above. We're gonna rise above. They distort what we see. Rise above. We're gonna rise above. Try and stop what we do. Rise above. We're gonna rise above. When they can't do it to themselves, rise above. We're going to rise above. I mean, again, this song just really saved me when it came to, like, getting a lot of self-hate. So I remember, you know, just I had long blonde hair down past my shoulders. I'd wear trip pants with chains. I'd have, like... I'd have the the Green Day bracelet, the like the cloth one, oh, the huge one. Cell, dude. Yeah, dude. I used to go into Hot Topic <laughs> with like my boy Mike DaCosta, Nick Silver, all my dude, friends. Back when back when Hot Topic was like a legit like punk store, dude. Yeah, when you'd go in and they'd be playing fucking like Circle Jerks, it was like, yeah, Whoa. or like dude. the Dead Kennedys would come on and I'd be or like, like Marilyn Manson and out. shit. Like they were playing like <laughs> they were playing like real like you went in there if you were like a punk or a goth. Like that's. It was super like, dark, dude. Yeah. I loved it. It was just different. I, I wear shit. Yeah, I love belts, that story. dude. I just, yeah. I wear like, like, all right. And like, do you remember getting, did you, were you in the generation where we would just go to the malls every Friday yeah. after school? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
two years Dude, older than you, of course. My fucking, I started that. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, I started that. My mom would drop me off at like the Kingston Mall and was just like, Yeah, yeah I'll pick you up at nine thirty when the mall closed. I definitely saw you there probably a few probably. times. Probably I didn't know like, you or anybody else. <laughs> I was probably hammered walking around the place. We'd just be looking for fights, stealing like one dollar drinks and like it was just yeah, like, the best and time of my life. Causing an absolute ruckus at the mall on Friday night. It's kind of crazy, though, because if you think about it, for me, Black Flag, it, which then got me into all punk in general, um, it made me, like, realize, like, I'm never going to be bullied because I'm going to stand up for myself, which I always felt right. like I was that dude standing up for, like, my friends. Um, I'd always Man, be, I'll touch like, my first. friend. Yeah, like, you and me. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story, too. Um, I know, that's a good one. But, tell, tell it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, so I'll, <laughs> I'm dying here. Uh, I'm just the type of guy that like, I don't care if I lose a fight as long as I stick up for my buddies. And right. cause like my friends mean more to me than anything in the world. And you'll find out later on why, because I'm going to mention some things that are close to heart in other songs, but my friends mean everything to me. They're, they're more than family. They're just like, I have this big heart. So anyways, for this story, uh, don't pick on my friends as batch quoted. We uh, had a hockey, um, <laughs> we had a hockey team we put together and we were playing. Oh my God. <laughs> and for some reason, the douchebag Matt who fucking created Mass Hockey League. You can suck my balls, you fucking fruit loop. You produced <laughs> a fuck yeah, fuck that guy, bro. I don't give a his shit went down anyways. He's just I a know. fuck a, I don't that, give a, he's a big piece of shit. Anyway. He brought a bunch of hardos with him. Yeah. Like fucking whatever. So we played this team and we joined this league and we played the same fucking team every week when we were supposed to be playing like six other teams and this one team we play this red team constantly had like these two douche ringers that weren't even that good but we had like we had the group bro we had the boys and we had some kids that like never played hockey just getting out this is supposed to be like a a d8 never created league (laughs) and like yeah it's supposed to be shit and like these guys are just barely even like shooting the puck right yeah because you can shoot anyway so these kids were like just being pussies and like I don't know what happened, but some kid put his hands on you or cross-checked you or did something. Yeah, because I was chirping him because I was like, you know, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was along the lines of like, you're a fucking pigeon. Fucking pigeon! Like, you're a fucking pigeon. You're out here fucking skating your balls off, ripping clappers off dude's fucking feet. And uh, he was like bitching because I fucking toe dragged him and put him into a fucking pretzel facts yeah and uh i was just like fuck off basically i was I think just he like, just like i think he just like cross-checked you from the back just like the milk yeah and i like turned around and like before i could even like get my hands up you <laughs> were just flying in there just, like i've never seen steve skate so fast in my life like he fucking comes <laughs> flying in tackles the kid and as he's midair he's like hey don't touch my friend and he comes flying in there i start laughing he gets up and he's like what the fuck are you laughing at i'm like you don't touch my friend (laughs) i just screamed don't touch my i don't know that's all i could think of i wasn't even like oh it's so funny come here which is like don't touch my friend i went charging i love like how we ended up getting on the power play for that oh yeah we did I, I, I spent the entire power play standing in front of the penalty box, just yep. absolutely Chirping tearing bro. into this kid. Like yep. he didn't have like his chin strapped on 
uh, like his cool like necklace hanging fucking hardo move and he had like a tented visor and i was like just okay, ripping them and um you know he was he was like giving it back a little bit or trying to and uh I remember I looked up at the clock and I was like, mm-hmm, penalty's going to be over in a few seconds. You might want to shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> and uh, then he called the ref over like a fucking college. Yeah, dude, they hid behind the ref. And then a, like we, try, we tried to, a whole brawl started working out. I was on the ice with uh, Murph and Cam and shit went. This is when I got kicked out of the league. Me, yeah. Murph, and Cam got kicked out of the league. Remember yep. Murph headbutting the dude? Yeah. Murph had no helmet on. This crazy yeah. kind of bitch. And he headbutts the other dude who has a helmet on. And Mur- I've never seen, like, the fucking – the eyes in that kid was just, like – like, he Murph's, was back or Just, like, oh, I'm going to yeah. fucking murder you. Headbutt. When Murph says kid. that, like, it's on. <laughs> like, that kid's seen some shit. So, when the switch flicks, it's fucking on. Like, I was like, oh, no. I'm telling you, if Murph wants you dead, like, you're going to either – you're either going to the hospital or <laughs> – you better have, you better start running. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I've never seen it come my way um, because I would just run. Yeah. Yeah, because she's going to give you a fucking beating. Guys an and probably you'll be hospitalized at least mm-hmm. if you're lucky. But, that, but that's but a I, tangent. That was a, it is a tangent, but that was, I like, I, people need to know. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like, what I'm trying to say is uh, back to Black Flag and Rise Above is this, type of music got me into like protecting myself and standing up for myself but also i started becoming a douchebag i also started like stealing and like not giving a fuck about like property and authority this is when like the anarchy came out well, in me. like well that's punk man exactly and i just started following i started I, my first my first book i read by myself was get in the van by henry rollins and it just was like a behind stories of how he became part of black flag and like everything about it and i idolize this dude to this day he's one of the people i look up to so um to finish off with rise above being one of my my number five here it's just always going to stick with me because it was the reason i got into punk music to begin with not pop punk but punk music because i listened yeah. to pop punk since i was like nine years old with like blink and shit like that but right when i turned like 13 dude punk music be completely changed who i am as a person and just in the best way ever and i fucking love it i mean my my i have black flag bars tattooed on my hand and a middle finger from my rules album like i love yeah, music it's just like in my heart and blood and this will never stay so that's my number five rise above by black flag my my son that got me into punk like actual punk was yeah. um institutionalized uh, by the suicidal tendencies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, All I just... wanted was a Pepsi. Yeah. Just one Pepsi, but she wouldn't <laughs> give it to me. Yeah, that's all I wanted, Mom. Just one fucking Pepsi. Like, <laughs> oh my God. No, it's okay. You'll figure it out. Just leave me alone. I'll figure <laughs> it out. Like, I I think that was on a Tony Hawk game, and I was mm-hmm. like, kind of like half listening to that, and like yeah. not, and then I'm like, what the fuck is going? I'm like, sitting there. And, like, you know how, like, sometimes you, like, zone out and you're not paying attention to the music that's going on? Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it come, like, you come back into it and you're like, yeah. what the fuck am I? Like, yeah, because I came back into, like, the Pepsi pot. And I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And then I, like, started listening to the whole thing. I listened to it over again. And I was like, this is fucking sick. What is this? And, like, 
I just went through the whole like like you said, just that's what got me into it. Like spiraled down. I remember the suicide machines, which people get confused with, were also on Tony Hawk and like their yeah. fucking like ska shit is fucking yeah, so that that like that game like opened the door for so much shit for me. Just like, have a Tony Hawk episode, honestly, and a and should. a punk episode. You know we're gonna yeah. have, we're gonna have. Oh to. yeah, yeah. Oh man. All right. So batch. Now that we're back on the rails. <laughs> All right. I really do. We really went off there, but that's okay. That's cool. All right, batch. What's your so, number four? <clears throat> number four. Um, this is gonna come as no surprise to anybody. Um. <laughs> uh, Green Day when I come around this is like my 1A or like my number one you'll find out later uh, favorite Green Day song uh, it said last episode first Green Day song I ever heard uh, you talked about how Black Flag Changed Your Life. This song right here was my uh, Rise Above. <laughs> cool, man. Like, this just opened the door for everything because, like, it's not, like, super angsty. It's not angry. It's just, like, you know, it's just kind of, like, you know where I'll be when I come around. Like, that's yeah. it. It's just that's it's that simple. Like, I really... um resonated with the lyric um uh i'm a loser and a user and i don't need no accuser to try and slag me down because i know you're right uh so go do what you like make sure you do it wise you might find out that your self-doubt means nothing was ever there you can't go forcing something if it's just not right that verse and that lyric just like real i don't know why i was only like seven eight years old and i was like yeah i am a fucking loser <laughs> like no idea i had no clue what the fuck a user was i was like yeah fuck it that's me like i don't know a seven like, year old loser yeah i'm like, i'm a user yeah man. like someone would call me a loser and i would just think of that lyric and like think of that song and like as i got older like that that still sticks with me like to this day like it's kind of like I already know I'm a loser. I know I'm a user, so I don't need you telling me I am. Like I get it. Um, Do you ever like believe you're truly a loser? Me? Yeah. At some points in my life, sure. Do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I think everyone. I mean. No, I, I do know. too. I just. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I feel like I'm just like, saying. I. F- I feel like everybody does at some point. Like. Yeah. Like things just aren't going your way for a while, and you're like, "Fuck, I am a fucking loser." Like. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've definitely felt that way. No, me too. Yeah. A few times. And I don't think I've ever asked anybody, though, like, hey, do you ever feel like a loser, but really mean it? Because, like, every time yeah, you say yeah. you're a loser, you're like, you're just shooting the shit with your friends and you're just, like, making fun of your, oh, I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> but, like, yeah, but there's a little there, bit of truth in, like, a lot of the jokes. This is that, true. Like, this is true. Especially the jokes that, like, me and you say, like, people oh, who don't yeah. know us, like, think we're just fucking around, but, like, sometimes it's, like, you know, Dude, like people at my know. work, if they actually like listen to the things I joke about, yeah, it would yeah. be like 
this dude's fucked up <laughs> more than I already think he is. I know. That's yeah. Same. Like they would just be like, what the fuck? Like, like I'm always just like making jokes about like swan diving off the Tobin and they'll, and if like they ever like, you know, they'd be like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, But uh, no, this, this song was just like, I mean, it still is. This song is like everything to me. Like I have it tattooed on me. Um, this band just changed everything that especially this song it was it was the like i said the first one i ever heard and i just had to have more of it and um that lyric just really really stuck with me it has like my entire life it just always has the i'm a loser and a user so i don't need no accuser to try and slide me down because i know you're right like just that whole just i mean it's pretty self-explanatory but just like you know, I don't need you telling me that like I'm a loser and like I'm a user. Like I, I know I got it. Thanks. Like I know you're right. I don't need you slagging me down because I already know you're right. So just don't even fucking tell me. Like, and I felt that way a million times. Um, and then you just get to the point where you're like, just go do what you like. Make sure you do it wise and. Uh, then it like switches over where it's like you may find out that your self-doubt means nothing was ever there. You can't go forcing something if it's just not right. Like that's kind of like a positive spin from what was just a negative spin. Yeah. If that makes any, like no, I the mean, way I took it is yeah. like, you may find out that your self-doubt means nothing was ever there. It's kind of like, why were you even so, why were you even doubting yourself? Like you knew nothing mm-hmm. was there. So why did you doubt yourself? You should have just, you know, you knew nothing was there. And like you can't go forcing something if it's just not right. I mean, I love that pretty, line, dude. I, I do too. That was my like, favorite line of the whole thing. That just yeah, you can't go forcing so something true. if it's just not right. Like that's that lyric right there has gotten me through so much shit. Like you know, I'll sit there and I'll hear it and I'm like, you know what, this motherfucker's right. Like you can't, you just can't <laughs> get like, so mad just, at sometimes at lyrics. Like why do you have to be so right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn it, Billy, you're fucking right again, you son of a bitch. Like. You know, there's just, you know, it's just, I don't want to, I mean, I'll call it my favorite Green Day song, but I just have so much, like, Green Day is my favorite band. Um, if you, if you people didn't realize yet. <laughs> yeah, they're just, <laughs> this band has done, like, they're your blink, man. Like, they I just know, done I so know, much man. for me, and they still do, like, I just love those guys. So, yeah, that's my number four uh, when I come around. Hell yeah. Steven's turn. Who's Steven? Let's find out who Steven is. Steven, a young man from Pembroke, Massachusetts. Whoa. Uh, um, hi, my name is Steven, and uh, I like race cars and hanging out oh. with Cheetos. Okay. The food. I like to hang with food. Uh, please send inquiries for the host, uh, co-host of the Empty Space Podcast to at Flounderton J. Flounderberger on Instagram. www.xnxx.com That's not my website. Dude, can we get sponsored by um, Pornhub, you think? I don't know. Fuck it. With a shot, I guess. What would we have to do? Probably do the podcast naked and post (laughs) the video. (laughs) 
just fucking okay okay i'm done i'm sorry i don't know why i asked like stupid ass question. i just nah, imagined myself one. fucking just sitting here butt naked like what up dude yeah. how you doing oh yeah that's my dong don't worry about it bro so let's talk about the yeah. things that mean the most to you in this song you'd need to like zoom in a lot to see my penis so it's okay well you can just say it's i'm like ant-man i just take this magic button and i it's huge yeah but it doesn't do that okay well we can have an episode on that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's cool. We'll talk about our, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's, this is, like, the most meaningful podcast we've done, and we've probably put in more dick jokes in. And, like, fucked up shit. <laughs> well, this is how we cover it. This is how we compensate, my man. Like, it, yeah. You're seeing it live. <laughs> like, we got this the, nervy, is how... the nervy jigs inside of our body right now. Dude, you no, know what they're going to start. Tonight? What are you going to do? You know what I'm doing tonight? What? I'm watching The Grinch because it's like one of my favorite movies ever in the world. I love that. Elf and The Grinch are my two favorite. Yep, same, same. Fucking when he's Santa! talking. About- Santa! Oh my god! Santa here? I know him. <laughs> Francisco, that's fun to say. <laughs> and then when, he, when The Grinch is like, my schedule simply won't allow it. <laughs> I have to check my schedule. <laughs> my schedule would just simply not allow it. Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. She's <laughs> like, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> Five thirty, jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle with myself. Loathing. I'm bored. <laughs> That's it. I'm not Water. going. <laughs> Wallow and self-loathing. <laughs> Dude, I remember watching that and then watching when I got older and being catching yeah. so many things Jim Carrey did that, like, I did not see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just like that whole that water was so loathing. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> I can't cancel that again. Dinner with me? <laughs> Dinner with me? <laughs> jury duty, jury duty, blackmail, blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. When he's so in the mail. Yeah, Jerry dude. Doody, Jerry Doody, blackmail, blackmail. I fucking love it. Yeah, me and uh, Alyssa are supposed to watch that tonight, and then Christmas Eve we're gonna watch. Uh, we're gonna watch Elf again. It's just like my favorite. Yeah, that's the fucking best. Love it. Um, all right, <laughs> let me get into my. We're not moving fast here at all. No, no, we're not buzzing through these. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Wood. All right, <laughs> let me get into it. All right, we're gonna go oh. into my fourth. Uh, we did talk about this band, uh, Youth Fountain, yeah. and the song I uh, is worried. Now, yeah. this again just shows how powerful songs are, music is, lyrics are, because I just found this band once again, maybe a month and a half ago, maybe a month ago. We just, we just did a whole episode, yeah. and this band, I broke down their whole album. Uh, Youth Fountain, Worried. First song I ever heard. Every time I hear it now, and it's only been like a month and a half, I get, I get the goosebumps right now. I get choked up when I hear this song. Um, I've been listening to this album nonstop. Literally, I can't stop. It's so much like the story so far, like Blink-182, like the same feelings you get with those bands you just grab a hold of. And this song, Worry, just like, I don't know. Something powerful came over me and just like, the, the lyric, I woke up from a dream. I'm never where I want to be. When I look in the mirror, I'm not proud of what I see. I just like... Man, it's just like so much when I get so anxiety ridden and depressed, it's like that's it, dude. I'm I'm just not proud. It goes back to like 
not believing in myself and beating myself up and think I'm a loser. Like, just like we talked about with Green Day, like I constantly mm-hmm. just, no matter how good I'm doing or how great life is and the fact that I have a roof on my head, I have a family, I have people that care about me. Like I still look in the mirror at points and I'm just not proud of what I see. And the fact that they wrote that in the song, it's something that I just think I don't, I don't, I've never said out loud, like, I'm not proud of what I see when I'm actually looking in the mirror. It's just something I instinctually think. It's just like, it's so strong of a lyric and he follows it up with, you know, I could never find any comfort in my own skin standing on this ledge with all my selfish intentions. Think about that. Like standing on this ledge is going to end his life because I'm so selfishly acting on these thoughts that are wrong, that our brains just tell us are so right. I mean, yeah the fact that i want to end my life like it's so it's so fucked up but that means there's something so wrong right now and i need to fix it and work on it and another lyric i'm so sick of feeling my heartbeat like contentment comes with a sacrifice i'm not willing to make because there's this part of me that hates to feel me smiling i'm too far gone with all the self-doubt i'm just so worried Man, the song, like, man, I don't know. I just, I know I already broke it down, and I know, like, I'm kind of just, like, gasped here by what I'm thinking, but it, it just gets it, man. It does. It gets it, and they end it with, they end it so brutally. It's so brutally honest. He says, because every day it's all so routine to live with all the things I fucking hate about me. I've been so numb for so long. I better, I'm better off gone. So scared to die, but that's all I really want. Like, Jesus, man, like I, I know I am so scared to die, but there's so many times I can honestly say that's just like, that's all I want. And like, especially like just lately with a lot of things going on, not right now, but like, I'd say once a week I have an anxiety or panic attack and my depression kicks in and this song just really, I can listen to this song, not feel alone. And I think that's why I'm I batch. I think that's why I've listened to this band so much. And I think that's like, mm-hmm. you just got me their fucking the vinyl record. Um, I did. Fountains album that they dropped. And I mean, it's just, I found the band. I'm obsessed. And like, I think I can thank them. And this is why they're on my top five, honestly. And I've only yeah. known them for this long. Like, it's not like I'm talking oh, about yeah. a girl. I've only known her for so long, but I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> but I, I am. Just I'm in love, love with. does. I, <laughs> I'm Just in love with three things to me. I'm in love with this song and I'm in love with this whole band. And uh I can listen yeah. to the song and feel good and it's on my top five. So um Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck man. Survive. I'm glad you showed me life, them. Man. Like yeah. no, they're, yeah. fucking, they're awesome, man. They're yeah. awesome. I'm gonna leave it at that because I know already if you want to listen to the episode, I think it's episode five. Uh it is. Yeah, go listen to that if you want to break down that band, if you want more and you like their stuff. They're just so brutally honest with their lyrics that it just there's no tiptoeing around like <laughs> no. yourself. I mean, there's more songs on that album, but that song "Worried" just gets me. So, top four song is "Worried" by Youth Fountain. Uh, thank you to Youth Fountain, and thank you to Black Flag. Yes. All right. Uh, number three for me is uh, "Old Wounds" by Belmont. Um, this song. <laughs> fuck me this song just fucking gets it man like um again we talked about it for probably what 20 minutes on the belmont episode episode four yep oh man um 
just just like lyrically i mean the song just like it, at the time like i'm not like this right now but like at the time um it just really really was what i needed to hear like in a sense of like that um someone else feels this way like someone gets it you know um and i wish that i could speak what's on my mind but i'm better at opening opening old wounds and i'm running out of patience in my life to figure out what went wrong when you went away that lyric just like um yeah i was like oh okay someone fucking okay someone wishes okay i wish i could say what's on my mind but people think i'm fucking completely out of my fucking tree so Mm -hmm. um oh basically dude so basically this this whole song like was where i was at uh and i'm breaking down my walls for once to take a look inside of where i chose to hide and I'm shutting down inside again to act like I'm better off breaking all my promises. Like you start to like want to break down the wall to like talk to someone and then like look inside of where you hide everything and you just act like you're better off, like breaking all the promises that like you had said, like I'll be there, but you know, you're not going to be, um, Cause you just don't want to go and be like depressed and just be like a downer on the whole thing. So yeah. Um, you know, this is, uh, this song like really kind of like, um, helped me like I've, you know, when you're that depressed, and like don't want to even leave the house and just like the only reason you go to work is because you have to and you like need the job mm-hmm. type of situation like and then you just go home and just go right to bed and don't even like do anything yeah don't talk to anybody don't like do anything like this song like was what i would listen to when i was sitting in my room alone like like yeah I, like crying to myself just like so sad and just for like no reason like and uh this song kind of helped me not feel so alone like if it makes any sense like you know you're not alone you know what i mean like yeah well i think we talked about it before where like i know that like i could call you and you know you could call me with any anytime we feel like this we know that we can call each other yeah but it's not easy, man. Yeah, you don't even the, want to sometimes. No, because you're just like, before. I'm just going to be a burden to him. And just like, what if he's doing really good? And then I talk to him and I bring him down. Like, I don't want to do that. And like, or I don't, I don't, or this, what I do not to trouble is like, I don't give a fuck about anybody, even like you batch. Like I yeah. just get so dark where I like, fuck everybody. I know he said, I could look, like, I don't care about myself so much that I don't even care about anybody else. Like, Sometimes that happens too. Like, 
Yeah. It's not as easy. And it's, it's weird. Cause when we come out of that shell, we're like, Oh yeah, I definitely call you. And sometimes we do, which is good, but like, fuck is it hard and it changes every time this depression oh yeah june could be different from december depression it's right not to interrupt you it's just like and like, no and that kind of leads me to like why it's so important why we always say to just like always just reach out like no yeah. matter what like even if you're in that spot where like steve just said like fuck everybody like you gotta just like reach out to someone and say hey yep like i'm not doing good just like I need some space, but like, you know, when you said, when you were going through your shit and you told me you needed the, like the space, I still checked in on you every fucking day. Every like, day. Cause I knew. And the texts were, like, it was exactly what I needed. It was just like, Hey buddy, uh, I love you. Today is going to be a good day. I don't expect yeah. a response. Like you, you didn't even say that. Like, that's just what you, cause you sent right. me a text before, which was like, all right, I'm just going to send you texts like every day. And let you know I care. You didn't even say that, but when, like, it was just like, man. And sometimes that's like all you need to do. Like, is yeah. just reach out to someone and they'll reach out. They'll check in on you and shit. And like, sometimes that even helps. Like you don't even have to respond to them, but just like the fact that like you're seeing that someone gives a shit and that someone like is willing to like check on you and make sure you're doing okay. And if they don't hear from you, they'll reach out to somebody else who's close to you that will let them know that you're okay. Like that, that goes a long way. So don't just keep it to yourself. Like I know it's hard, but sometimes you gotta just, you, you have to reach out always, always, always reach out to somebody and just let them know what's going on. Even if you don't want to get into details about it, like Steve didn't really with me, like, just say I, like, I don't even think I have yet. No, no, you just like and I haven't asked you about it. Uh-huh. Like you just told me you were in a dark place, you needed some time. That's it. And that's that's all I needed to know. Like and sometimes that's all it takes and you can kind of save your own life that way. Like if that makes any sense at all to anybody. Like do you know what I mean, Steve? I I know exactly what you mean, dude, because I'm right there with you. And, like, I'm like, preaching the same thing. And I've been yeah. going through the same struggle. Like, we say these things, but then we go through them, and it's hard for us, too. Like, it's – it's yeah, reach out it's, to somebody. like try, <laughs> And just us, like we said, we beat it. We beat it down like a dead horse, and we will continue to, like, reach out to someone. It's okay to not be okay. You're not alone. Like, we beat that like a dead horse, and we won't stop. I know. Because we mean maybe, it. Yeah, we mean it. And maybe one time when you're going through that – you'll take that out of the pocket and you'll be like, I'll use this today. Oh, it's okay. To yeah. Me. All right. I'm going to contact somebody or, Hey, it's, right. you know, everybody gets sad. Like we just yeah. want you to know, like, yeah, that you're not alone. Yeah. Like you are loved. You do matter. And just because you're sad now, it doesn't mean you have to be sad forever. Like it doesn't rain forever. Like that's a cliche, little stupid thing, but like, it really doesn't like, and if you feel like you don't have anybody to reach out to, like at all, and you don't want to reach out to me or Steve or anybody close to you, and there's suicide prevention numbers you can text, there's numbers you can call, there's plenty of options out there for you to talk to somebody and just vent. No judgment, no nothing. They'll just listen to whatever the fuck you have to say. Yep. 
and that's sometimes that's the best part about it is just being able to to just vent like i've vented to steve steve's vented to me and then you just feel 10 times better because you just got it off your chest and it doesn't feel better at the time but like after no i'll be like da 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 and then it's like wow okay there's uh, a little bit of sense of relief there or and then like after like for me most of the time when i'm done and i don't feel like that i'm like why didn't i just why didn't i do this earlier why didn't i just talk to batch earlier or reach out a little earlier like it just right. you can't do it when you're in it sometimes but exactly you can work on it a little bit and maybe when you feel a trigger coming on try to use one of these like things like batch said call the hotlines you know reach out there's resources out there you know yeah there absolutely uh, try, is try try your hardest not to feel alone because you're not and, uh, never never ever yeah. alone yeah you're never alone and that um that leads me into the ending of that song which is our favorite part mm-hmm. of that song yep. and uh tell you what <laughs> i have cried a few times listening to that um I wish that I could tell you what I believe. I wish that I could let you know I hate every breath I breathe. I just wish that I could be the same. I just wish that I could be. That part, I wish that I could be. Like, yeah, man. Like, that just I just wish that I could be. Like, yeah, the way he screams that whole last part. And, I mean, I've screamed it. I've been there. I, because, like... This goes back to what we just talked about. When you're in that, you feel like you can't say that to anybody. Like, mm-hmm. and that, that's what's going on in your head. That's what's going on in my head when, like, you know, you're like hanging out with someone and you just like so don't want to be there, and you're just so depressed. Yeah. And you're just like, I just want to go home and just whatever, lay in bed. And but at the same time, in your head, you're like, I just wish I could like grab you by like your shirt and just shake you and tell you everything that like is going on in my head. But I can't because you I think say I'm that completely all the, fucking yeah, crazy. Bro, I say like, that all the time to Alyssa. I'll be like, when I'm going through my shit, I just yeah. grab my head. I'm just like, I wish you could be in my brain for five seconds. Just five. Yeah. I wish you could feel how I feel right now. Like, yeah, I just wish that I could tell you, but I can't because you either won't get it or you'll think I'm completely fucked. So... Yeah. Yeah, that that song's a doozy for me. Um, Great song, for, man. Yeah, like top three. Um, I love that song. So, "Old Wounds" by Belmont was number three for me. Hell yeah! All right, I'll go into my number three. Now, my number three is "The Ghost Inside." Now, the song is "Engine 45." Uh, this band has not only saved my life but has made a huge impact on my life um in person and through music uh the ghost inside the album is get what you give came out in 2012 june 19th um they uh were actually formerly known as a dying dream um they changed their name they're from los angeles california and they formed in 2004 their lead singer is Jonathan Vigil, who is the fucking man. Um, yeah. I'm going to – there's a lot to talk about. I'm going to try and do my best here. Uh, the Ghost Inside, the song is Engine 45. 
This song um, starts out with grab a hold of me. I've got my arms up. Pull me out from this darkness. It's so hard for me to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, man, that's just the, uh, that's just the start. Like, Jesus Christ. It's, it's strong. And this is a hardcore band. Um, they are not pop punk. They are a hardcore band. This, uh, this band in particular, I found at Warp Tour. I found <laughs> them in Warp Tour. They were at Warp Tour and I went up with Cameron Bray, one of my best friends ever. And we were at Warp Tour seeing a bunch of bands. We saw this tent and the stage, I think it was the Ernie Ball stage. Um, and we walked over and there was literally like 12 people. And we're like, damn, that song sounds fucking hardcore. Let's check it out. And then we're listening. We're like, we're moshing a little. We're hanging out with like the people. We're just headbanging. And I look up and what caught my eye was the lead singer, Jonathan, was wearing a Anze Kopitar Los Angeles King jersey. And I was immediately hooked because I'm a hockey guy. And I was like, holy fuck, I like these guys. <laughs> and then the music nah. matched. And I was like, oh, shit, this is amazing. Um, which, side note, they, are, they work with Violent Gentlemen now. They're part of that club. Oh, um, yeah. Shout out to VG. That would be sick if we had a sponsor by them. My God, that would be awesome. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I saw the lead singer with a hockey jersey on. Uh, I saw that the muse heard that the music was just so good and there was no one around them listening to. And I was like, these guys need credit. So after that, I went home and I got hooked right onto the ghost inside from there on out. It was like, this is it. I'm listening to this band. So I went down the rabbit hole of listening to every song they ever made. And that album that came out was, that was the year I saw them at Warped Tours, Get What You Give in 2012. Um, I got, I met them. I got to talk to Jonathan. I got to talk to everyone in the brand band for like a good, like five to 10 minutes because Again, no yeah, one knew can, who they were. You can do that there. And you can do that at Warped Tour, yeah. But no one knew who they were. They weren't big. They had like a line of 10 people getting their autographs after. And I got them to sign a bunch of shit. Whatever. Went home. I listened to them. And I got obsessed. And Engine 45 is stuck with me. Um, because they're just like, I don't even know. Like, I went through this phase. It wasn't a phase. I don't know why I'm calling it that. <laughs> I um, <laughs> what? No, it's it's fine. Like I I get what you're saying. Like this, you went through this time in your period in your life where, and you're just calling it a phase. It kind of was a phase. It's like a phase in your life. Kind of was. So, I'm gonna talk about this. This band, the Ghosts Inside, with my number one because they go hand in hand. But I want to talk about why this song means so much to me. And that will go hand in hand with number one. So I'm just going to break down this song a little bit because that makes more sense for me. So engine 45, uh, the bridge is all my life. I've been waiting for something that never came. It never came, but I'm still saying all my life. I've been searching for something to break these chains, to break these chains, but I'll keep swinging. Um, this band is nothing but positive outlooks. All they do is talk about the positive. No matter what hard shit they go through, they talk about the positive. That's it. Everything about them is positive. And that's what got me so into them is because no matter what, they say, keep pushing forward. They said, keep going, Steve. You can do this. And 
I got the honor to meet Jonathan uh, more than four times. Two times at Warp Tour and two times in person. Um, they came to the House of Blues, and I got to see them. I saw them with my <clears throat> excuse me. I saw them with my buddy Cam, and I remember Cameron. Cam. So I saw them at the Paradise Rock Club, mm-hmm. and I don't know who the bands were opening, and I didn't care. I rushed up to the front, and that stage is super small there, mm-hmm. and I just held on for my dear life while getting smashed in the head with beer cans, kicked in the face from people's feet, crowd surfing, broads trying to get in front of me and take pictures with fucking all these bands. I just stayed there, sweating my ass off, waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, the ghost inside comes on. Um, boy, was it life-changing because I've already met them, and – I got to see them front row and I got to sing with them. Uh, They gave me the mic and we sang. There's actually a video on YouTube of me singing with them. Uh, He was like, the guitarist was rubbing my head at one point, just like, like during like the actual show pointing to me, all these things, these small things that are huge to us, that that are just so massive to us that we don't, we can't put into words because. Dude, can I interrupt you? Yeah, go ahead. Do you remember when Parker Cannon did that? When we had the Dude, moment he, with Parker yeah, yeah, Cannon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I know what you're talking about. It's just it's these the same. undescribed. Like, all he did was look and point at us and, like, nod his head. Like, yeah, you get this. Like He was like, fuck yeah. I remember yes. he, like, pointed because we were yeah. going nuts. And he's like, fuck yeah. And we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's, the, it's just these little things that, like, people, band members can do that just give us such hope and, like, and love and belief. And, like, it makes it feel like everything – Cause when we hear them in our ears all alone, it's so personal. That is so it personal. Is. Yeah. And not only that, but we feel like they share the same feelings and understand us. So when we see them in real life, we go, Oh my God, they understand us. They're the only ones who get it. Yeah. 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 And then when they give you that little head nod or they point to you or they high five you or they let yeah. you sing with you, they rub your head and they're like, what's up dude? Like these things, that's it. It's over. I love it. This is amazing. This is, everything has come true to what this band is to me. And like, I got to see them at the, at that, um, that concert and boy, did it change my life. Um, I got to see them and I, I, after the concert was over, uh, Jonathan came out and I was standing there with like four of the people, everyone get out, get out, get out. He comes up to me and he's like, I remember you, dude. Uh, what's your name again? And I was like, no fucking way this is happening. Like, no fucking way. <laughs> and he was like, I was like, Steve. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I saw you warp Tour a few times, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was stuttering like Adam Sandler, like today, Junior. Like, yes, sir. Yes, sir, you did. Yes, Colonel Sanders. I was freaking out because backstory on this, I met them at warp Tour twice and the second time before this concert i'm talking about i told jonathan that he and his band have saved my life um and he'll never understand what i went through and i'm so glad he's making the music and he's here today and i thanked him for that this dude remembered me at this concert and the fact that he remembered me and talked to me made me like cry like right in front of him i just choked up and He's like, oh, here, here's a fucking pick, and here's the fucking the set list that they taped to the ground. He's like, here, dude. I just felt so special. You know, there was, like, hundreds of people there. And, yeah. like, yeah, I, I busted my ass. I got to the front. I waited the whole time. He saw me at the concert. He came out to me after. And it was just, like, 
holy shit, what a moment. And the fact that we got, huge, to like, dude. we got to converse for a little bit was just like life-changing. And the fact that he remembered me was just like mind-blowing. And at that warp Tour, I saw him the second time he remembered me too. And it was just like, I got to tell him like, I got to tell him a little bit of myself. I got to explain to him like what I went through with my like depression and my suicide and my anxiety and anorexia, blah, 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 all the stuff that I went through. And he just listened and he was just there. And he just, he thanked me for being alive and thanked me for listening and supporting. And he's like, I go through shit too, bro. And he just, I, I know I'm ranting about this, but the fact that a band, one of my <laughs> idolized band members, the band that really saved my life and my top songs, you're like, this is why it's so meaningful. Like he, yeah. he took the time out of his life. He remembered me. I wasn't just like, yeah, you're Joe. No, I'm Steve. Oh yeah. No, nice to see you, Steve. See you. Like, what's up dude talk to me how are you like that says so much about like a band and yeah. it was just beautiful to see and uh it's my number three is engine 45 the whole fucking album everything but engine 45 was the song i listened to and the lyrics just were uh unbelievable i mean unbelievable so check out uh, the ghost inside um uh engine 45 yeah fuck yeah it's a little all over the place with that one that's all right Ooh, okay. got, me, got me a little hot and steamy. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Batchy, what's your uh number two? Number two, bud. Um Nerve. By our boys. Mm. The story so far. Mm. This was the first song I ever heard by these guys. What a fucking banger, bro. And man, did this fucking hook Holy me off. What dude? <laughs> Like just the oh my god! I have to I'll have to post the video, um, of me singing it when we saw them at the paradise. Like, just oh my god! The chorus, uh, it's all in my head. There's not much I can do. (laughs) Yeah, it's all in my head. There's not much much I can can do. do. Oh my! You set your pace. I'll you keep set mine your too. Pace, I'll keep mine too. Oh man! <laughs> oh yeah. Each time I chase, I, I feel dark blue. Confuse your face with someone else. Oh my god, dude! Like. That like this, I was like, oh my god, they get it. <laughs> they do, bro. All it took was just like, just that first, the first verse too. Hard shove, I feel the heavy weight. It's the same love that I push away. It'd be the same thing. I always debate why you left me here for another. These and the way he kind of, says it too. Oh. Yeah. Why you left me here for another? <laughs> Fantasy records are the women swimming in my head. I'm same ones in my bed, but I do my best to ignore it. Like, dude. We're going to end up singing the whole song. <laughs> I know, but dude, like, they so just. Good. I was just like, oh my God, this this guy gets me. Because, like, I don't know. I must have, like, just broken up with a girl or something at the time. But, like, like this, I was like, oh my God there's got to be more of this. And then I found out there was three full records of it. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, these guys are the best. Right. And I just fell in love after the song. And the song is like, just changed everything for me. Cause like before that, I think I was really into like all time low 
You were, like, we dude. The, we the Kings and super like positive, like happy music besides like Green Day. And, and their voice and just their voices being like, yeah, oh, like, like high, higher pitched and like, yeah, that and had, then, like nice tone of a guitar. Yeah. And then I found the story so far around the same time I found Neck Deep and mm. I was just completely blown away. Um, and it was unreal. Uh, this song just cha- just it like changed my entire outlook on uh everything about them and i lied this wow. wasn't the f- this wasn't the first song i heard by them it, my honorable wow. mention uh, yeah piece of shit yep Un- my honorable mention was the first song i heard by them because i had seen them with the wonder years pop punk emo supremo would like to hear that yeah, we're gonna. Well, they're not gonna like to hear what I have to say. Um, <laughs> so, um, anyway, this is how I discovered the story so far. Was when I saw them open for the Wonder Years. I had heard the name before, knew nothing about them, and I believe they toured with them when uh, it must have been right before What You Don't See came out. If that may, if that sounds right, because I know they played Empty Space when yeah. I saw them, and Empty Space is an honorable mention of mine. But that was like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, these guys are sick! And yeah. then <clears throat> that's when I dove into them, and that's when I found Nerve. So, long story short. I basically saw the story so far was like, oh, well, hmm. no way the Wonder Years can top that. See you later. And <laughs> off I went and I ditched the Wonder Years. So, but anyway, back to Nerve. Uh, this is this is one of my favorite story so far songs, if not the, my, if not my favorite. <laughs> skipped, a, skipped a little bit there. Um, just like, I'm telling just the way that he like it's all in my head. There's not much I can do. Like, I've dude, been everything there. you're feeling about this song, I'm dude. Just I'm right there with you, bro. Like it, he just gets it, dude. Like this whole song, like yeah, I should let you go away from the gray that we both know. I can't pass through Indio without feeling indigo. Yeah, I should let this go, but it gets so hectic on my own. Can't you can't be proud if I'm alone. Dude, yeah, that line hit me too. Yeah, same. Yeah, that that line really hit me when I heard that for the first time. I was yeah, like, holy dude. shit. That's who what is, happened. Who is this? Park? What? Park of who? I was like, you, you get it, buddy. This? I was like, whoever hurt this guy is the same person who hurt me. Like, right? Get, like, you get it, Parker. You get it. Yeah. Like, but Nerve definitely is the one that like got me de- like empty space got me into it but like nerve made me like really want to dive in and figure out who the story so far was because i was it's like totally this guy like if this one song he gets it so good i wonder if the other <laughs> ones he gets it <laughs> right good. when you hear a song you're like damn they get it and this sounds fucking sick what, what else you got i wonder if he yeah. knows more about me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he knew <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> so yeah nerve is uh definitely number two for me uh. Can't uh can't agree anymore on that, man. Yeah. 
That's a good one. After we just sang you the whole song. Wait till you wait till I post that video. Yeah, you gotta post that video. That's a that's a good video. Remember the did you ever see on my Instagram the weird guy that like was commenting on it? I don't know. Did he comment? No. Or did he like message me? Something weird happened on that. And um I couldn't tell if I was being hit on. Okay. Um, uh like it was it was kind of strange. I ended up blocking the dude. Why? That's so rude. What if he was just trying to say you were a handsome young guy? And that wasn't what he was saying. Um, oh. <laughs> I gotta try and find it here. Um, but no, he was like commenting some weird shit and like messaging me some weird shit. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but dude, you kind of creeped me out. I'm sorry, <laughs> buddy. Give me a call seven seven four six zero. You want to finish that? No, no I don't want to finish it because uh, you know, my girlfriend would get mad and I. Are you sure? Can't uh can't. Yeah, we don't want to make her angry, man. No, yeah, she's already angry. I'm like scrolling through my Instagram and I'm just seeing how many times I posted nerve. <laughs> Probably a hundred. Yeah, like, dude, that song was so amazing. Yeah, I can't find the video, but um, it's it's somewhere. But um, yeah, the kid was like commenting about like he's like, oh, the person singing is really matching the tone very well. Like, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, "What bro? the fuck?" And like, fuck literally, here. "What the fuck?" And um, and he was like, he was like, "Hey, man, your singing is really tremendous." Like, Damn. I was like, "What the?" No, no, he definitely messaged it because I just found the video. Oh, I'm not singing in that one. Never mind. Maybe it's a different one. Oh dear, who's the spicy wanderer? Oh, it's my boy. <laughs> what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Whoops. Uh, no, I don't know. He definitely messaged it to me, but he was like, there's a video that I have that I'll post of um, me singing it at the concert. And um, <laughs> this kid was like, oh, my God, your voice is amazing. <laughs> I was like, it sounds what? so fucking weird, dude. Yeah, it was just like, whoever's singing has like a really good tone to their voice. Really matches Parker's well. Wow, maybe it was Parker's. <laughs> like, I don't dad. know if that's how this kid person sounds, but um, <laughs> yeah, right. You put this weird ass creepy voice on him. Well, hey man, like the Family Guy dude, a, the old creepy man. Look, dude, don't make a creepy comment. Hey there, mostly arms. Like, see my, can you see my basement? <laughs> We're just waiting on the mostly on paper boy. Come by, <laughs> bring me some good news. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like that's the vibe i got so some good free... side note i like that yeah yeah he wanted to tell me how much he loved me and your penis so yeah that's number two nerve the story so far great number two man great hell number yeah, two. Dude. hell yeah all right i'm getting to my number two my number two right. only <laughs> makes sense people listen this is a classic Blink-182, stay together for the kids. No way. Yep. Let me hear it. Let me hear you it. You picked this song? Yep, I said it. I feel like everybody what in our generation fuck? loves this song. Like, this song is just such an iconic song. It is. It stay is. together for the kids. Came out in 2000. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this time. <laughs> You gave it all away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was mine. 
<laughs> so when you're getting gone, Go will you, you enjoy this time? time. <laughs> you gave it all away. I fucking love this song. This song means it's a good song. We we um, make fun of it in we jazz. Do. We do. It's just Tom. I love that Tom. song. It's just Tom. We make fun of honestly, dude. Yeah, like, but I love Tom. Fucking Tom. God. Anyway, so this song was like super important to me. It came out in two thousand one um, on the album "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Just a fucking classic. It's. It's about a divorce. It's about a family getting yep. a divorce. Pretty simple. You know, and stay together for the kids is the title. It's self-explanatory. It opens up with, it's hard to wake up when the shades have been pulled shut. This house is haunted. It's so pathetic. It makes no sense at all. It's hard to wake up when the shades have been pulled shut. This house is haunted. It's so pathetic. It makes no, no sense It's just all. like nothing can fix this home. There's nothing that you can do. It's over. Mom and dad broke up. You know, another lyric. Their anger hurts my ears. Been running strong for seven years. Rather than fix the problem, they never solve them. It makes no sense at all. It's it's perfect. It's in the. It's, it's like the kid's perspective. Exactly. It. I was gonna say like, this is the kid's perspective. Um, and I love the lyric. Uh, not to step all over your dick, but I love the lyric. Um, your anger hurts my ears. Been running strong for seven years. Yeah. It's like right before. Did you already say that? was? Yeah, I just said that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Edit that out. <laughs> no, you're <yeah. laughs> Oh, God. Embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but, like, no, I, I like, yeah. My, my favorite lyric is this, because uh, one of my favorite lyrics is, I see them every day. We get along, yeah. so why can't they? If this is what he wants and this is what she wants, then why, why is there is so, so much, much pain? pain? And then the chorus, so here's your, so holiday. Here's your holiday. It's just like... It's just... It's Dude, just they like, just got it for a minute. They just got like, it. I, I grew up in a, a broken household. I grew up... My mom and dad... I thought like loved each other when I was a kid and I'm sure they did. You know, I know, I know they did. I'm not going to say that. I know my mom and dad loved each other. Like when I was a child and like, but like I grew up in a pretty broken, like <clears throat> pretty broken, like home just with, you know, I, I don't, you know, I want to get into it, but it's like, I'm not going to get into it for my mom's sake. Cause she doesn't like, I know she's a tough one, dude, one like... but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not on here to talk about, like there are things I can talk about that I went through, but I'm not down here to talk about like what my mom went through. That's not fair to her, but I just, let's just say I grew up in a pretty, like I grew up, you know, very privileged with my having a mom and dad, but my dad ended up leaving. Um, uh, he just decided, Hey, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Um, and my mom is my rock. She's everything. She's my best friend. And like, Growing She's up, the best lady. She is, man. And growing up in the household, I did. And this song coming out, you know, when it did, and me, like, yeah, that's, I was just gonna say that, like, the timing of it must have been. Timing of it was pretty perfect, dude. Because when I got was it, it, right around, when, I don't even know when he left. Yeah, it's not important. Um, no, no, I just didn't know if it yeah, was like the same time or if it, it was. No, it was after. It was a little after because this came out in two thousand one, but I didn't start like really getting into like digging into like like when i was like 13 14 is when like blink was like 
yeah. everything and the almighty. Like, yeah, I listened to Blink when I was like eight, nine years old and stuff like that. But like, um, like I really dove into Blink when you yeah, were like, like as 13. as like an adult, as like not an adult, but like as in like I can actually comprehend. You can understand shit. It yeah, wasn't fucking Barney, like clean up, clean up, like yeah, I'll clean up. Like it was like oh, oh small, yeah, thing. exactly, like. Like, so I started getting into Blink and this song came out and the, it was just the timing was so perfect because there was so much clashing at my house, so much animosity and anger and disgust and just like, just a lot of things people can relate to with living with parents that did not need to be together and did not want to be together. And me as a kid, it was always just like, you know, this is what you wanted. And that's exactly how I felt was like, well, if this is what you want and you say you're happy, then why aren't you happy? I don't understand. And I didn't have like i'm not an adult so i didn't understand that like you know and so like it really kicked in with me when i was a teenager just like why is there just so much pain i'm like 13 14 like this is ridiculous you know this doesn't make any sense and like it was just a constant song that i could listen to and i know so many people listen to this and just cried and didn't and they were just like yeah dude like my house is broken too like this is it like it just like it was the really the song that was there for me um it was like it was just really held me tight and it was just, it was yeah, nice man. to be able to like listen to the song and like Blink wasn't known for this type of music. And that's what I love about Blink. Cause like they yeah. can throw like this and Adam's song, like that's just, uh, that's another great song we'll dig into about like suicide. And like this song was extreme, dude, even the music video, it's a dark music, but it's not like yeah, you're dude. like feeling this, like coming out of prison in, in panties and like girls have naked. Like this song yeah, this, was a destruction yeah. of a house and this music video was showing that and it's this just is... pinpointed perfectly to exactly how you feel inside and what you go through like how your heart feels and this band and this song have not only saved my life in the sense of like understanding that like i'm not alone and the other people because like when you're a child you think like no one talks about when you're a child like six seven eight nine even when you're like young in your young teens you didn't talk about like you know i didn't talk to nick and go like hey like is your family fucking struggling? Is your mom and dad going to be okay? Or I didn't talk to fucking my buddy Mike right. and be like, Hey, uh, you know, um, my dad left. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't just do that. Like, Oh yeah. yeah my dad yeah. just up and didn't want to be here anymore. So he left. Yeah. It's, oh, what's up? No, I'm just living with my mom and my sister and my grandma. It's cool. Like we didn't talk about these things growing up. Like it just didn't happen. Like you just kept those to yourself. Like what was in your family was in your family and what like, what got destroyed got destroyed yeah. so like this song was able to make me feel like you know oh my god and the fact that this song blew up the way it was also made you feel like you're not alone in this situation and and it's just tough growing up like that so being able to have this song was like was like a kid with a nice warm blanket and uh uh just made me it made me feel happy and it also made me feel sad because this is one of those songs like that i i cry to forever and i can still listen to this day and just be like they oh this is it they fucking get it that's all true yeah. that's all how i felt the fact that it's it's the song is written as a child's perspective is just that's like, cool it's super cool super cool stay together for the kids i, I did want to read something that like i did find online that tom DeLong said mm -hmm. um he i it says what inspired the song um uh so it says it was my 18th birthday. I came home and there were these scratch marks all the way across the sidewalk from the front door out to the driveway. I was like, what the hell are those scratch marks? I followed them up the driveway to the front door, opened the front door and all the furniture's gone. Someone dragged the furniture out. I realized that my dad moved out right at that moment. 
It was the 20th anniversary of my parents, and all hell broke loose on that day. Like anybody, it would have affected you to see your parents break up like that. I wanted to tackle that in a song. Stay together to the stay together for the kids is and was a simple thing. But I think the magic of it was that it was all pretty I think the magic of it was that it was all pretty, but I wanted to do something we never did before. And that was on the chorus. I think we hit on something that sounded like the adolescents lashing out over being caught in the middle of a storm that they had no control of. You grow up thinking that your parents are more powerful than they are. They know a lot more than they do. And as you get older, you start to learn that they're just people too. And they have vulnerabilities and destruction can happen. I think sometimes we lose sight of the importance. When you're a musician, you get caught up in the business. You get caught up in the work. You get caught up in the fame or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, someone slaps you upside the head and reality kicks in and says, art is really important. It's just really super important. I thought it was pretty cool to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it is cool. Um, I knew, I knew, I knew that about Tom with his whole like dad doing that. I because I've done yeah, yeah. Tom like a fucking research paper for school, but I just wanted to throw that in there too. But uh, for me, stay together for the kids is my number two, um, and it always will be, no matter what. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite Blink songs. I think because for me, like, what kind of like. Um, like did it for me like in terms of like getting into Blink and not getting into Blink really which I shouldn't even say that because I like loved Blink but like I couldn't like relate to anything mm-hmm. if that makes any sense like that was like a more relatable song yeah. yeah like I couldn't like I wasn't going to college so I couldn't relate to like I guess I could, like going to like I could relate to like them like girls breaking up with them and like all that shit but like some of the other stuff I was just like I don't know what's happening here <laughs> like yeah if that makes any sense but like no I know well because after dude they're I known for was, being a the joking dicks I mean, yeah for Christ's sakes their the background at their fucking concerts was a big flaming fuck yeah I know they're known like, for not giving a fuck and just talking about the dumbest shit in the world I think it was when I like got older that I like kind of stopped listening. Cause I was like, well, I can't relate to it anymore. So yeah, there's like, but like, don't get me wrong. There was a time where I lo- like, I loved blank and like, I'll still listen to it if it comes on, but like that song is definitely one of my favorite still to this day. One of my favorite blank songs. Yeah. Just because of the meaning behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Blink's uh, my favorite, one of my favorite bands and we'll get yes. into that for sure. But, uh, yeah, man, that was my number two. Let's get into your number one. Your number right. one. This is heavy oh, shit. Let's get into it, bro. Um, the most meaningful song in my life. Um, saved my life. Um, still breathing by Green Day. Cause I'm still breathing. Cause I'm still This is probably my favorite tattoo I have. Um, And it's probably the most meaningful tattoo that I have. Um, Because if it wasn't for this song, I I wouldn't be here. Um, I 
Um, sorry, need a minute. You're good, man. All right. So, <clears throat> I um, did not want to be alive anymore. Um, and I was not happy with where life was taking me. I uh, felt like a loser, like a, um, a huge piece of shit. Um, I was working a dead-end job. Wasn't going anywhere with it. Was just fucking super depressed. Um, didn't really feel like I had anyone to to turn to, so I um was going to attempt to kill myself. And the day that I was going to kill myself, it popped up on my phone that Green Day had released a new single. So I was like, ah. Give this thing a fucking whirl. And it was this song, uh, Still Breathing. And listened to it once, and I was like, huh, that's cool. And uh, listened to it a second time. And um, uh, broke down. And... uh, Decided that I should, uh, I should, um, I should keep breathing, I guess. And, um, yeah, um, so, and so I, um, didn't go through with what I was going to go through with, um, because of that song, because of that band, um, so yeah, that means, you know, this band means everything to me, man. And um not the first time they've done it, probably won't be the last either. But um that song, um, Still Breathing is and always will be my number one for that very reason. Um because if it wasn't for that in that day and I'm like a big believer of um, everything happens for a reason and um, I don't know if I like necessarily believe in like God and all that shit but that's not knocking anybody that does but um, I definitely think that there is something like a higher power out there I guess we'll say and things happen for a reason. And um, I feel like that that happened that day um, for a reason. Because I was all set, ready to go. Um, I, had, I had notes written. I had, um, I had texts ready to go to people. I think I have one to you. Um, ready like all I had to do was hit send a few times and um, you know I uh, was I'm not going to get into how but 
Um, I um, sorry. I'm uh. No, I never apologize, man. You're good. Emotions are pure, and they're real. You're, uh, you're doing good, man. Yeah, I don't do this in front of people though, so it's like. I know. Um, but you're you're so incredibly strong, dude. <laughs> I've never like I'm so proud of you right now. Like. Um. So. Um, basically I had everything ready to go and, um, I, I, um, was just, like I said, was just going, going about what I was going to do. And, um, I, for whatever reason, like, checked my email of all things <laughs> um and i had a message from an email from bands in town and it was like new music from bands you love and i was like oh let's see what the fuck this is and um it was that it was green day uh still breathing and just the lyrics to that song were everything um Um, where is it? Um, oh, uh, my favorite lyric from that song that like, basically this is the lyric that saved me. As I walked out on the ledge, are you scared to death to live? I've been running all my life just to find the home, just to find a home that's for the restless and the truth that's in the message, making my way away, away. That's that's it's like that's it. I'm good. Um, so I'm gonna say about that. Um, my number one is "Still Breathing" by Green Day. Damn, dude, you are yeah. one strong motherfucker, and I love you. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. Yeah, you're fucking... Yeah, man. No one can see what I'm seeing, so it's like... I mean, I know they can hear it, but like... Yeah. I love you, man. You're strong ass. I'm, I'm so happy Green Day is alive and making music because yeah. I wouldn't have I one of my best friend here, you know? Yeah. Um, um, damn, bro. Like, I'm glad you're still here, man. Me too. What me a time too. to get a fucking email, huh? <laughs> that's definitely yeah. the universe there's something out there yeah dude. i believe in energy um, and 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 i do believe in things happen for a reason you know so hell yeah dude shit that was uh yeah that song just fucking i mean we told i don't know ah, man we told you it's gonna get heavy people yeah Woo. Vash doesn't do that i've never <laughs> never i you've told me the story but like it's never like yeah, I've been know. like that. Not like that, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, that was that was beautiful, man. Great number one. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Great number one. I don't even want to do my number one now. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even want to do my number one, dude. Damn. You gotta, oh, I had to do it. You got to do it. No, no, you know, I, I'm good. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I wouldn't play. <laughs> All right. Uh, boy. Yeah. Is that how I'm going to get? I'm scared. I'm scared of my emotions. Aren't we all, though? We are. I mean, mm. me more than anybody. Like, I I don't fucking. I don't do that, man. I don't yeah, do you. Don't. Anyway, <laughs> we are very opposites in the same in a lot of things, but I. You are. I you know, I am not very open. You're not with... open. I'm I'm a pretty open book. I I don't shut the fuck up about how open I am sometimes, but I wasn't always like that. Yeah, uh, and that's what gets me into my number one. Um, because the reason I started becoming opened was because of this band and because of this song. This is when I literally started being opened and okay with who I am and what I've gone through, and to figure out that like I can express myself. Um. And it works for me. Like, I know, like, the way you do it works for you. You're not open mm-hmm. about it, but it works for you, though, how you process things. For me, this band, this song made it me feel like I could process it like this, and it figured it out for me. You know, when you just have that moment of, like, I know how to get through things. Um, no surprise here. Uh, my number one song that means everything to me is going to be Quicksand by The Story So Far. Ah, guys, man. These, these, uh, man, the lads. The, the lads, man. The lads. Uh, whew, I don't even know where to start because it's so deep. Um, Quicksand, by the story so far. The album is Under Soil and Dirt. Just in case you wanted to check out where it was at. Um, okay. Guess I'll, uh, I'll start my journey here for mm-hmm. Quicksand and the story so far. Well, <laughs> I uh, my dad left, and uh, I'm talking about this is in past tense. Um, at this point in my life, um, shit was just not going well. My uh, my house was a disaster. Uh. My best friend left my house because he was living with me, Cam, because he was having a baby. This is not his fault. It was just part of it. Um, Things were going on in my house that I will not speak of and that just were tough. And when Cam left, everything kind of went downhill for me. Um, Wasn't talking to any of my high school buddies, you know, working a shitty job. I was working at Shaw's. Actually, it wasn't that bad. Just uh, just wasn't a fan. You were doing, working overnights. Doing That's overnights, fine. yeah. I was doing doubles, too. I was working at the Christmas tree shop and Shaw's, but uh, just wasn't. I was working with, like, 60, 50, 40, 40, 50-year-old guys, and, you know, I'd, by my own fault, I still wasn't talking to any of my high school friends, and uh, Cam was – actually, I met him after high school, even though we graduated together, and uh, we had, like, two or three years living together, just fucking playing hockey every day, playing Call of Duty, playing Chell online. Just the time of our lives, like a bachelor's pad in my house, just destroying my mom's house. We took samurai swords to the ceiling, fucking bashing hockey pucks at the wall, smashing the TVs with like, it was just a disaster. And like, but it was fun. It's fun as fuck. And I'll never forget those moments. And when he left, uh, I was all alone. And we like, even we shared a room together and my room is like a closet size. And, you could only walk in the room. It was just two beds. <laughs> <It was laughs> silly. Uh, he took my mom's old bed 
She had like a queen. So it was a queen bed with my fold. And we just, <laughs> it's so stupid. It was just like the good ass times. But, uh, oh yeah. When he left, uh, something happened to me. Uh, I, I've always struggled with like severe OCD, but it was pretty severe when I was like a child. Kind of, kind of went away for like middle school and high school. It was still there, but it wasn't anything that I couldn't deal with. And then, uh, in depression and, uh, I think when Cam left in the house the way it was, my brain just kind of went on overdrive and kind of reality sat in. And I started, uh, started uh, OCD started getting real severe uh, to the point where I couldn't even like uh, go to work without some sort of normalcy coming from doing repetitive actions with my OCD. I couldn't get in my car or ride my motorcycle without doing certain things certain ways um i remember just like just going to work and like praying when can i get out mm-hmm. um i know the feeling man i think we were going through this at the same time probably because it was like the year before i met you yeah well like right around when i met you yeah you were, you met me at when i was coming out of it yeah because um, i remember because uh funny story how me and steve cam started dating one of my best friend's sisters yeah so that's how me and steve he was like oh my buddy steve plays hockey you should come play with us yeah i'll come play with hockey um no you're good we um we didn't meet like that which was awesome but uh (laughs) we uh i uh i wanted this funk i just couldn't get out i couldn't at work was terrible and uh my OCD mm-hmm. and depression came in and it just started kicking me in the ass. And I remember coming home and having to go up my stairs. No lie, dude, like 15 times. And every time I went up the stairs, I'd have to tap my right arm with my left. I'd have to tap my right arm. I'd have to run up the stairs. And while I'm going up the stairs, I have to tell myself certain things like uh, my mom won't die. Uh, I won't, you know, I won't, I won't get hurt. Uh, everyone in my family will be okay. Um, I won't get sick. Uh, everything's going to work out. Like I had to like all these like just absurd things that you knew weren't going to happen. And if they do, they weren't because you didn't say these things. It's just because that's just what life happens. But my brain right. with my OCD processing is, is all fear-based. And it was afraid if I didn't tap my right hand or if I didn't go up the stairs the right way and say the things in the right order, that these things were all going to come true. Mm-hmm. So it was getting hard for me because everything I did was revolving around that, going up the stairs. So it'd be two in the morning and I'd be running up the stairs. And I mean, to the point where my legs would get a workout, like not even a joke. My thighs would start hurting and my mom would come out and be like, hey, dude, like, you're okay. Just go to bed. And mind you, I'm like, even I think I'm like 23. Like, I'm not young, dude. And I'm not old, but I'm not young when this was happening. And I I was, yeah, no, I got it, mom. I got it. And it just it started like that and then it got worse and then it was i couldn't sleep and then it was i you know <laughs> i started thinking crazy terrible thoughts and i remember when i left work because i could barely do it i, I made up a whole plan and i've never said this to anyone um uh, told my mom i said ma um i need your help and she knew everything that was going on because i lived there and she said what do you need and i said I can't work anymore. It's, it's, it's like the depression is getting bad and 
She said, okay, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to go to a mental institution. She said, okay, I don't want to do this. And I was like, oh, I got to get out of work somehow, but I don't want to lose my job. So I told her to call me while I was at work, but call the store, not my cell phone, and tell whoever she answered it's an emergency. So it would seem like some, you know, something real. Like I couldn't get a hold of my son. Like I'll call him. So she called the store. They, mm-hmm. they paged me over the intercom. I come up front. I answer the phone. And I pretend to have like a, oh my God moment. And I just run out the store. That's it. I ran out the store. I went home and they called me like a day later and they were like, is everything okay? And I told them uh, some serious shit happened to my family. I can't talk about it. I need to take a leave of absence. So they put me on a leave of absence for a month. So for that month, I was home um, digging in this lie that I made, but it was a white lie. It was for myself to get better because I didn't need to tell them, hey, I'm going through this shit. And there were nights where I'd lay in my bed and I would smash my fucking head against the wall. And I would beat myself up. I would punch myself in the fucking head so that I could fall asleep because I couldn't fall asleep. I was trying so hard to cope with the thoughts and the demons that are in my head that I literally had to fucking bash my head until I passed out to go to sleep. And I remember I woke up. I didn't even go to wake up yet. I remember walking out of my room. I go into my mom's room. I knock on the door. And I say to her, I'm going to kill myself tonight, mom. And I put that I put that on my mother. I said to my mother, at like 2 in the morning, I'm going to kill myself. And I told her that. And I did that to her more times than I ever could imagine. For the longest time. I would just walk into her room. I'd say, hey, this is it. Or I'd shoot her a text that would say, I'd send those texts. I love you. Thanks for everything you did. Um, I'm okay. I, I'm, I don't want to be here. And I put her through a lot. And uh, I fucking hate myself for that. I don't, actually. I know, I know I'm better than that. But it was so tough to put her through that. While she was going through so much stuff that I can't talk about. Just so much. And it was just like, damn, dude. I'm sitting in here. Beating myself up. I have a gun in my room. And uh, I have my car. And uh, I uh, I tried to take my life a few different times. Um, and this became something that I couldn't control. And it was just brutal, man. I would... It's just so much I did to myself that I haven't even spoke about, but this is just uh, what I was going through when I found this song, um, Quicksand, and uh, it's why it's my number one is because uh, I want to get back to the song. <laughs> uh, because I was going through all this shit, uh, every day I would just sit on the computer and I would uh, watch YouTubers uh, like H2O Delirious and Vanos Gaming and all these YouTubers and uh, I just watched them play video games. I had nothing else to do. And everything I did was just so bad and uh, became anorexic 
I went down to 120 to 130 pounds. I'm six feet tall. I wasn't eating at all any day. And if I did, I'd have like four starbursts and I'd have to count them. And uh, I'd have one Mountain Dew. And then it got so bad where I just wouldn't eat for days. Uh, I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing anything. I never did that anyways. Um, just played sports my whole life. And I just got super skinny and super scary. And so I'd sit on the computer, you know, deprived of food, no job, couldn't leave my house. My OCD was so severe. And uh, I was listening to music. And I don't know how I came across it, but I found it on YouTube. And I found the story so far, and I found the song Quicksand. And uh, it was a turning point for me. And uh, the song, <laughs> the song opens up. If I hold on much longer, I might break my hands. And it's like, that's like, I don't know. That's like what I was doing. I wasn't, I wasn't holding on any longer. I was, I was beating myself up. I was uh, 130, 120 pounds. Didn't have a job. Couldn't leave my house. I was ripping my hair out of my head. Uh, uh, trying to commit suicide a few times and it was like this that's it that's how this is the first that's the first part of the song if i hold on much longer i might break my hands and it was like holy fuck mm-hmm. and like this song to me stuck to me just about saving my life and about everything and like the lyric that like lyric that makes me cry every time i hear the song um it's like the breakdown ending part oh yeah I'm trying yeah. hard, real hard every day not to lose my temper. I'm trying yep. hard, real hard every day not to lose my temper. It's just, uh, just the fact that like, it was just like, it was just telling me like, I'm not trying and like, I need to try. It was just a turning point. Um, it was just a turning point for me. And I know a lot of people can take this song as like, you know, a breakup song or like whatever. But like the way I took this song was just like, like they just started speaking to me and like I, to this song, to this fucking day. Yeah. I hear the song. Yeah. It's like, I try hard, real hard not to lose my temper. And like, to me, it's saying like, I don't even listen to those lyrics. I don't, I just reminisce on my past and like come back to life here. Sorry. Um, that's all good man don't apologize it's fine uh it's just like when i hear these lyrics what i hear is like like you did it you made it and like that's mm-hmm. why i get so emotional with the song is because like when i first heard the song i was like i was dying i was literally killing myself in every way yeah. possible and uh it was just like you did it you survived and you and you tried and you're trying hard and then like don't lose your temper. You're okay. Like I try so hard, man. And like, I think that was the thing when I was going through all that shit. And like, it was like, you, you just, you're just trying, dude. It's okay. And like, don't lose you. Don't let it, let it let go. And like the song just fucking everything. And it was just like, uh, it was, it was like game over. I just went into every story so far song ever. And like, they saved my life. And yep. the other thing I, that saved my life during this time was I was watching fitness movies, uh, not movies, um, uh, videos online because i said to myself okay how can i try hard to get better and it was okay well i'm 120 pounds i have to eat but i can't eat because my ocd tells me if i eat one thing i have to eat another thing or if i eat this thing i become too fat and you're too you're too fat steve because the body dysmorphia of like what you look like is it it was all like a circle it's like a circle of life it was like if i didn't if i didn't eat 
this amount of food, I couldn't eat it. So then I wouldn't eat. But if I ate that food, I would feel fat. So it was like, what should I do? So I just stopped eating. And if I don't eat, and then now because I'm not eating, I'm food deprived, I can't sleep. If I can't sleep, my mind's going to go crazy. And if I'm, my mind's going crazy, I'm going to have these insane thoughts. And I'm not going to process these things, you know, rationally. Mm-hmm. Just a circle. Just like, of course, yeah. One thing, one thing's yeah. up. If I, don't, if I don't sleep right, of course, I'm not going to eat right. If I don't eat right, I'm not going to sleep right. And so it's just a spiral. So I said, okay, what can I do to make this better? And it just turned into eating a little bit. If I can work out, then I can eat. Because I'm burning calories to get calories, calories in, calories out. I've already explained this. So it's kind of what I did. And the more food I got into me, which was like maybe 30 Starbursts, two cans of Mountain Dew, a lick of peanut butter. Like the next day was a salad with chicken. It was like it consistently got better and better. But uh, yeah, uh, quicksand, the story so far. my life and going back to the ghost inside and why i said i wanted to bring that up again is because i found the ghost inside um the year after i i saw the ghost inside um for the first time at warp tour with with cam is when he left and then i started listening to them like crazy and they're another band that i started getting back into and just like their music again saved my life too so uh yeah um that's uh that's it i don't know man like i dude i don't want to awesome. dig too much deeper into I'm it i'm proud of you for doing like that itself. dude i'm proud of you dude that's it i mean coming from me who just like barely scratched the surface really like yeah i could never and would never do that so that's i wish i could do that but what you got from me is what you're getting from me and everyone's different dude but i mean dude, that's incredible yeah dude it's just uh i don't know there's like things i keep that i there's things i don't even say dude like i don't talk about like how i tried to end my life or like right i, I mean, mean it's I tough to talk about man it is tough but it's like and i don't even want i don't want to and i don't need to uh if i wanted to i would i mean clearly i'm pretty open about most of my shit but um I never was open about it. I mean, even when I did all that shit that I just said, like, I never told anybody that. Like, no one knows right. that shit. There's only, like, a handful of people that know that, and that's because I finally felt open enough. And, like, I, man, for me, just talking about it really helps. And, like, uh, but there's still those small things that just, uh, not small things, they're big things. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Fuck this. This isn't Christmassy at all. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, everyone. But, dude, it's still huge to get that out there. And, like, I didn't want to talk about what I talked about. No, but, I know. I know. Um, I knew this was going to happen. I just didn't know when. I just didn't know when. I guess today was today's the day. La, today's the day. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is, man. And yeah. It's good that we're getting the stories out there for people. Yeah, as tough as it is to talk about. Yeah, this one's gonna be weird uh, editing and putting out there. I'm gonna tell you that, dude. Just yeah, it's gonna be really strange to have re-listen to, listen to this. To yeah, because <laughs> I do, I do the editing and I have to listen to it to make sure everything sounds right and like what it is and like I'm gonna listen to this and I'm gonna have a cringe. I'm gonna be like, ugh. 
why did you oh no it's gonna be nah, it's gonna dude, be strange don't. to hear myself you know yeah it'll be strange to hear me like yeah because when you hear it yourself too yeah it's weird yeah. like we don't think about that they just talk and like yeah now that i am thinking about it it's just gonna be a little strange and like it's not it's not strange i'm just saying it because the moment to me is like I, i'm i'm heat i'm like yeah. right now i'm a little sweaty like it feels awkward but like same is, hey man we're here to help people and mm-hmm. uh, uh yeah dude like it's fucking weird that i even talk, i don't know i don't even know why i said half the shit i said you know but i know i needed to say dude it. yeah it needed to come out i'm doing and... that back and forth shit in my brain right now don't um, just let it i i was doing that and i'm just whatever it's out there now what it, it is, is what right it is. top five songs most meaningful motherfuckers so here you go are you happy you made us cry you i didn't cry <laughs> no <laughs> no no he, he didn't even blink just stared right. at me didn't even make a sniffle basically just iron man yeah basically okay i mean well hey you know. Well, those are our top five songs that mean the most to us. Um, yeah. Okay, so on a happier note, we got Christmas coming, which yes. I actually haven't even. What are you doing for Christmas, my man? Um, you staying home? Are you going to see the family? Christmas Eve, I am having a well. Tori's pet mother is having a party here Christmas Eve. Then Christmas Day, we're going down to my parents. Nice. Hell yeah. What about you, you? I don't know what you just said. You sound like you deep I said, he- <laughs> I said, hell yeah. What about you? I will be home. I'll be just chilling with the fam. I'll be chilling with the... I'll probably make an appearance at Alyssa's house for like an hour like I normally do. But like we usually like... We do our like... We don't leave the house kind of deal. Like grandma, mom, leash. Just all of us just hanging out, eating a lot of food, getting fat. <laughs> <laughs> the good old i shit. hear you dude fuck it. it that's it. Love it so on that note if you guys haven't heard the blink 182 song i won't be home for christmas and then i guess i must have snapped because i grabbed the baseball bat and made them all i want you to check it out it's fucking it's funny it's awesome there's a lot of good pop punk christmas songs out there my chemical romance does one fallout boy does one all time low does one real friends yeah, yeah. You were saying Trash Boat dropped one, right? Was it Trash yep. Boat or someone else? They just covered uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. Dude, these songs are sick. We were going to do a whole segment. We are going to do a whole segment on it, but we're not. This podcast is yeah. way longer it's than we expected. heavy and like, it, was heavy. it took a lot out of us. But you know what's cool is like, and we talked about this, is like the reason we did this one for like the Christmas special too is because, you know, it's just like a beautiful time of the year. I know all the times Christmas can be one of those like Hallmark calendars, holidays too. Like we should always just appreciate each other and stuff and like be thankful. But like, you know what? Like this is important and we all come together, you know, and this is just like why it's so meaningful. And like, it's just another part of like me and Batch's like relationship and how like meaningful like we are to each other and just this music in general like this is a gift this is the christmas gift right here having this music yeah. and having each other as friends i know it's corny but it's fucking true dude yeah it's it so is true. man 100 so on that i note, think it's cool yeah sorry I how towards <laughs> the end like um we kind of got tied together like yeah. your <laughs> story and mine were like Right before we met was when all the shit went down. It was. We didn't even finish that because I like, yeah, that's right. We yeah. we did meet. So real quick, Batch was saying, um, 
when I was watching those videos on working out, when I was starting to eat, I probably gained like 20 pounds. You know, Cam hit me up. He's like, oh, you play hockey? He's like, yeah, I play hockey. And he was like, okay, why don't you play with my buddy Batch? And long story short, that's how we met each other. Um, was right when I was coming out of my like um, depression and all that jumble shit I just talked about. Like we started talking and like you saved my life because we got to talking that I remember, I literally remember talking to you about this shit and then you'd be yeah. like, wow, I just got to know this kid, but I guess so he, he trusts me. And like, it was beautiful, yeah. dude. And, and I was just like, Hey man, like, I go through the same shit. And yeah. you were like, what? I right. Like, yeah, I hate my life too. And I want to <laughs> die. And you were like, same. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yep. That was it, man. Hell yeah, man. You're right. So. All right. Well, Let's end this bad bitch with uh with the Christmas carol for the ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, match oh, enough. I see what's, Oh, I saw it was like Alyssa's hand just like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. So All right. Let's end this with Ready? a little fucking. <laughs> Yes. On a one, one, a two, a two, a one, one two, two, three, three four. four. We, we wish, wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. What's the next one? And, oh, and a happy new year. New year. Happy Hanukkah. Alright, happy uh Merry Christmas, happy holidays. So we'll see you next episode. Be safe. Yup. Drink a lot of eggnog. Healthy Christmas. Yup. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. I think we're just sharding myself. I'll talk to you later. And I just want to make a quick reminder that if you or anybody you know is struggling with suicide, to please call this number 1 800 273 8255. Thank you, guys.